Welcome to the podcast. It's dedicated to making you a faster cyclist. The Ask a Cycling Coach podcast presented by Trainer Road. I'm Coach Jonathan Lee with our head coach, Chad Timmerman. Hi, everybody. Our CEO, Nate Pearson. Hello. And a very special guest with us today, Frida Hedman. How you doing, Frida? Uh, very well, thanks. We're not in our studio. We're in Kona, Hawaii, and you are one of the world's best triathletes because you've qualified for world championships, which is pretty amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. What does that feel like? <laughs> Um, I don't know. You make me nervous when you say I'm supposed to be one of the best in the world. That sounds like yeah, it feels know, weird, lots. right? Yeah, it feels weird. You're not a, in. To be clear, you're not a professional triathlete, um, no. but you're here, and it's uh, for those that don't know, Kona. It's where Ironman World Championships happen, and we'll be interviewing athletes every day here from this. But it's 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 age group World Championships as well as pro World Championships. Mm -hmm. so, for, so for cyclists, that's a bit different because we they usually don't combine pro and amateur; mm -hmm. they kind of separate them. But here, it's it's uh, they all race on the same day, and they have some lottery entrants, but. Frida's not one of them. You qualified. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She qualified for it. So uh, thanks for coming on here. You're from Sweden. Uh, we're going to get into that and what that means with heat training and all of that stuff because it's very yeah. hot here and a ton of other things. Uh, but first things first, how'd you get into triathlon? Um, so I think like a lot of people actually it started with running injuries. You like to train, you start running, you run more and more, but you keep getting injured. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I had yeah, some friends that were doing triathlon and then it seemed like a good choice for me. So that was yeah, how it began, I would say. It's funny because from my perspective, I'm like, yeah, I want to stay not injured, so I will just not do triathlon. <laughs> <laughs> you just start running first. That's but it totally makes sense. Too. Yeah, yeah right. yes, I'm exactly. Injury, like, yeah. I, I want to work out a whole bunch, but I can't. Mm. What about your athletic background? So what did you do like growing up or, or before you got into triathlon? Um, yeah, so when I, yeah, when I was younger, I was a competitive swimmer. So I was swimming until I was about 18. So on a pretty, yeah, pretty high level. Uh, so I would say that, yeah, that's my, that's my background basically. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. from swimming then to running yes. and then to injuries, <laughs> yes. to triathlon, then triathlon, so uh, biking, yeah, came last of the three. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how long ago did you do your first triathlon and then how long ago did you do your first full distance triathlon like this? Um, yeah. So about two and a half years ago, I did my first Olympic distance triathlon okay. here in Stockholm. Uh huh. Uh, and one year after that, which was last summer, mm -hmm. I did my first Ironman uh, in Sweden, Kalmar. We have an Ironman there. Right. Um, and then, yeah, this summer I did another, I did my second Ironman and that's where I qualified. Did you jump straight from Olympic distance up to Ironman? Uh, I did a half also okay. in between. Okay. Yeah. That's super impressive. Just mm. two years and you're at world mm -hmm. champs, right? That is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. That's super impressive. So, uh, looking at, and I guess we'll go into, cause you did, I am, and I'm going to butcher the name Hoggesund. Is that how you say the name? Yeah, the one, uh, yeah. Haugesund, yes. Haugesund. okay, yeah. there we go. Um, much better. <laughs> um, but looking at that one, to give people an idea, you did a 10.38. That was your overall time, which is really fast, mm -hmm. like extremely fast. So that's an hour-long swim, which mm. most of the male swimmers that I've spoken to here would like, they're, they're, they would kill for an hour swim, <laughs> which is pretty impressive. So an hour swim, five hours, 51 on the bike, and then 3.38 marathon after mm. all of that. And for those that don't know, that's 112 miles on the bike. That's a really long time. So a really long distance. To so give you an idea, I think you qualified for Boston on the run. 
like for 338. Yeah, really? I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah I perhaps. think that's the 12 times 338. That's yeah. impressive. I don't know how old you are, but yeah. you look young, so I'm going to say that's super impressive. Uh, okay, so that's where you qualified. Uh, we're, I guess, at this race right now, so we're going to get kind of into the nitty gritty of how you plan on executing at the race and mm-hmm. how you train that sort of stuff and nutrition plan so then hopefully we can get some good takeaways for people on this yeah uh, so first things first on the swim front you mm. were a really good swimmer and i'm a really bad swimmer so i'm going to be selfish for a second i know a lot of people say like the one tip they would give a bad swimmer or a person that wants to improve their swimming like yeah. just to relax i've heard that one a lot uh but other than that because <laughs> if i just relax i'll just sink like a rock <laughs> other than that what's your what's your one tip that you would give a person that wants to improve their swim it's to swim more. <laughs> I mean, most people, they think they swim once a week, maybe twice, and they think like, oh, I'm not getting better, but three, four, like swim more. That's typically the best way to go, actually. When you were swimming, like when you're, say, like 10 to 16 years old, yeah. how many hours per day do you think you'd swim? About two hours per day. Wow. Yeah, like how many days a week? Uh, six days a week. Yeah, oh, so that, yeah. like... That's the kind of, like, it's, it's crazy. That's why I think, too, um, you're probably way better than other women uh, in your age group than swimming. Is that fair to say? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah. Maybe not here in Kona, actually, but typically, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that just shows, like, how much of a base you have to put in, and then people think they can start when they're yeah. 30-something and do it once yeah. a week. And they're like, yes. I don't get faster, why <laughs> no. not? Yeah. But, I mean, especially in triathlon, people are really willing to put in the time in the bike and the run, but the swim, they it's kind of a must for many. But yeah. put in more time and you will improve. That's I, for sure. I've, I've noticed that a lot of people... They, they say, yeah, the swim is what it is. I don't really mm. put in a whole lot into it. And I just kind of, you know, top it off or make sure I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. But the thing is, when you come out of the water when, yeah. at one hour, that's really fast. And so, I mean, you're, you're going to be beating men possibly out of the water for sure. Definitely out of the water here. You're going to be, be beating a lot of men, uh, which is like uh, because they start earlier than where they are. So you'll be swimming into the men's field and passing a lot of them, uh, yeah, which is pretty cool. Uh, so I guess... Uh, moving into the, I guess, as you're building up and qualifying for Kona, what was your training load like? Uh, we talked about the, the, what the swim load was, and you were just focusing on swimming, but how much time per week, roughly, when you were building up to qualifying for Kona, were you putting in in swimming, biking, and running every week? So uh, my more like more heavy weeks, like big volume weeks, uh-huh. I usually put in about 10 hours of biking, six hours of running and uh, <laughs> perhaps three hours of swimming. So wow. About 20 hour weeks. Yeah, uh, about 20 hours okay. a week. Yeah. How do you manage that amount of uh, training? <clears throat> Discipline, wake up early or after work. And I mean, you don't do much else in the weekends. <laughs> I guess. And what do you do for so, occupation? Uh, I'm an uh, engineer in med- medical technology yeah. engineer. What about, um, do you do additional recovery things or like a nutrition? How do you manage that when you do a 20 hour week? I just eat a lot, basically, <laughs> <laughs> actually. Yeah. Well, what kind of foods are you eating? 
Um, I mean, I eat a lot of pasta, and I mean, sometimes I I try to think a little bit extra about getting enough protein because I think that's easy to easy to forget. Yeah. But otherwise, nothing nothing special, I would say. Well, normal give, food. Give it like a normal food. So yeah. we have a lot of Americans listening to this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Might right. be like, oh, no, number one at McDonald's. That's yeah. normal food. So yeah. what what is normal food in Sweden? Um, fish and potatoes, uh, or. No, yeah, little twist. You only eat for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, pasta with salmon or yeah, minced meat with pasta, and so on. And then, how much? I guess for you having a busy schedule and all of that training, fitting it all in, I assume that you probably have to put in a whole lot of carbohydrate too, just to like keep up with everything throughout the day. Um, do do you eat like a carb rich diet? Do you find, or do you not focus on that quite as much? I wouldn't say I focus on it, but I probably do, or I do. Yes, right. I like, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fill up my plate with pasta. I mean, that's all <laughs> carbohydrates. So yes. <laughs> and you told us too. What did you eat for breakfast today? Uh, yogurt with fruit and cereal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's. I mean, yeah, carb cent- carb centric yeah. stuff, right? It's like a European breakfast too. Like mostly yogurt, you think, or was it mostly cereal? Half and half. Maybe. Half and half. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, let's get into a little bit on the equipment side of things in yeah. terms of what you have for for. This, I mean, here in Kona, it's not a wet or it's not a wetsuit swim, isn't that correct? So slower swim times are usually mm. uh, come as a result of that. Except it's a world championship. So, so they're crazy fast. <laughs> um, but let's talk about the bike because you have an interesting scenario. Uh, tell us, I guess, what bike you'll be on and, and we can get into that whole story. Yeah, so I barely know. I just received my bike, actually. So I arrived here on Friday, but uh, my luggage didn't and also my bike didn't. And now, three days later, I still don't have my bike and it's completely lost. Uh, nobody knows where it is, <laughs> uh, so it's been uh, it's been kind of tough. It's been a little bit uh, heartbreaking actually to not have your bike. I mean, it's a very mm-hmm. important piece of equipment. Pretty, pretty integral. Yeah, yeah, and you just don't expect it to just disappear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Frida, you just gave like tens of thousands of triathletes anxiety dreams. <laughs> like, you're gonna have this. This is everyone's worst nightmare, right? It is yeah. world championships, and your, yeah. your luggage didn't show up until yesterday too, right? Yes. So yeah. it's one thing if like you your your shoes don't show up, you can probably find shoes. But like a bike mm. is something that you've built up and you've refined and you've tweaked for so long. Like millimeters, like change, like even a little millimeter. I mean, we're messing with the brain. <laughs> how do you? How did you manage that? Like, because this is very stressful, right? Not having any of your stuff and then just getting your stuff yesterday and then getting mm. a bike off what Facebook you said you're borrowing from somebody. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, first of all, that let's focus on that. How did you find? Because that might be that's a good tip. Yeah. So what did you, how did you come up with the idea to, to, I guess, get the bike that you currently have? Yeah, I mean, so I went to a few different bike shops in Kona, but of course they don't have any tri bikes to, to rent. Uh-huh. But I got the, the tips from them to look at Marketplace on Facebook. So I did, and I found a bike that seemed to be in about my size, and a woman here in Kona who was looking to sell it. So I contacted her, and uh, yeah, now I'm going to borrow her bike. Oh, that's so, cool. So That's how do you manage scary. the mental stress? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I did or I mean, I did. Um, you just have to believe that it's going to work out. Yeah. I'm somehow. assuming you've ridden the bike. Does it, does it fit? 
I mean, have you, have you, have you tweaked it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've just, yeah. Is it going to be close it. enough for you to sit in position for 112 miles if you feel pretty good about that? Or you I mean, it's the frame is the right size, yeah. uh, so I think it will be okay. okay. It will not be as having my bike. Sure. But, right. uh, it's just such a big wrench to throw in those gears. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's no. tough. Sorry, we're like, <laughs> I'm not trying to. We're not helping. No. What, what about a saddle? What do, you, what do you do for that? Like, I mean, I'm just using the saddle that she has on her I know, bike. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, like overnight a saddle or something, but right. that's crazy. That's impressive, though. Like, I, I think a lot of people would just kind of sit back and not think to that. That was like a clever way to yeah. think about trying to find a bike. And I guess, I mean, when it's the world championship and you have goals that you've prepped for for so long and you've put so much into, yeah, like, you know, find plan B and make it work. Mm. So good job on, on being scrappy, you know, and having grit to, to push through and find it. That's, that's, yeah. that's clever stuff. Speaking of that, what are your goals for the race? So, um, my big goal is already achieved, and that was to qualify. That yeah. was for me a major achievement. Um, so I'm already I'm already happy. <laughs> you know? um, but it would be nice to go below eleven hours. I would say that that's that's my goal. Um, and apart from that, I more have I want to have a good feeling. I want to I want to be happy during the race. Uh, I know that the mental part is important and it can really throw you down or also take you up. And I really want to really want to try to have um, be mentally strong throughout the race because mm -hmm. it's going to be tough. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So and for those that don't kind of like, a, I guess, a reference point, uh, 11 hours is fast, especially in the female division, uh, especially here at Kona. It's really fast just because the, the wind and the heat and everything else that we have here usually means that, you know, nobody's setting the fastest Ironman course record time at Kona. It's just, yeah. you know, not happening. So that's the next question. So you're from Sweden, not known for the heat <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and no. it is crazy hot and humid here. How do you, I, mean, I feel like we're, this is not, good <laughs> not, not trying like, to get in your head, no, no, but you prepared for this. So yeah, yeah, of course this is what, good. Uh, what have you done to try to mitigate the heat or adapt to the heat in Sweden before you came here? Um, so about two weeks from that I came here, uh, I started doing some of my trainer rides yeah, indoors, uh, closed all the windows, uh, no fan and wearing long sleeves. Mm. So warm trainer rides, so to speak. Uh, and I've also done uh, heat adaption in the sauna. So after a workout, uh, I right away, I go into the sauna and sit there basically for as long as I can, but at least for 15, 20 minutes. Now, have, did you notice, sorry, Jonathan. Yeah, no, please um, go ahead. When you were doing train rides, when it was, there was no fan and you were in long sleeves, did you, was it the RPE go up or was the power down? Was it harder at first? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, both, I would say. I mean, yes, <laughs> right. your heart rate really goes up a lot, mm -hmm. uh, especially from the beginning. But I mean, you still see, even just during the ride, I think it normalizes like after half an hour or so. so. Did you notice that after many times of doing this in the sauna, that those trainer rides with the long sleeve on and everything closed, did those get to be relatively easier compared to at the beginning? Like, did you notice an adaption during that period? Uh, yeah, it got better. Yeah. I mean, I think I should have started actually the adaption even earlier than I did because I did notice that it improved, but I think you can reach even better result if you start earlier. Yeah. So, so how did you feel once you arrived here? 
Um, is it has it been a big shock to your system, or has the training helped? It has helped actually a lot. I mean, I went out for a run with my boyfriend who hasn't done heat adaptation, <laughs> yeah. and I mean he didn't last. Melted. <laughs> yes, I mean, it's a good, uh, so yeah, I think test. that was, yeah, it was a good reference to me to see that it has actually had an effect. That's awesome. That's what I was going to ask is, so how long have you been in uh, Kona? Since Friday. Since Friday. So, so almost what, three days? Yeah. yeah three days. Yeah. What have you done in that time? Like, cause we, we wonder like mm-hmm. it's so hot. Do you try to train the heat or are you trying to like get some of the early morning, like how do you manage heat adaption now while you're here and also just not being totally depleted from doing all your workouts like at three in the afternoon? Yeah, so since I'm I'm not training so much because I'm yeah trying to taper and really restore all my energy. So because of that, I train in the middle of the day. I, I try to when it is the hottest. So yesterday I went out for a run at 1 p.m. Uh, 14 kilometers, really just to have it as hot as it can possibly be. Wow. So, Ed, where did you where did you do that run? Was that on the run course? Yeah, on the run course, like which, along the highway. Okay, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, which part of the course did you select and why uh, for that pre-run? Um, yeah, so, yeah, just uh, when you leave Kona and go and start running on the highway. The I think K. that's where, yeah, I yeah. think just that's where most Polony people run. Queen K. Yes, yeah. exactly. And why did you pick that section? Just convenience or was there any other reason? Um, mostly convenience. And it's, I don't know, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it <laughs> is. I think you really, you see the signs on the roads, you know the names from before and I know, also see other people running. So, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask some equipment questions? Sure. Yeah. Okay, for the swim. Are you going to do a, like a swimsuit or just a tri-suit? Like a, you know, like a skin yeah, suit on top yes, of it? Yes, I've never used a swim, swim skin before. Yeah. I borrowed one and my luggage just arrived now, so I'm going to try it out. Okay. Uh, and I, I think I will be wearing that. Yeah, I, they're supposedly faster. Yes. What tri-suit do you use? Um, just a, yeah, sewn three uh, short-sleeved uh, suits. Well, that's not, yeah, that's... You say short sleeve, but yeah. it's not. It still has sleeves. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah. It's not sleeveless. Yeah, like yes. a lot of them tend to be. And then it's also yeah. a one piece, not a two piece, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. What goggles do you like? Um, I'm not very picky, okay. actually. Any goggles? Some yeah, I mean, as like, a su- as a su- swimmer, we always used to use the cheapest brand there ever was <laughs> in Sweden, and they don't even have any padding so they are yeah. super tough on oh, your man. face the swedish but style. they are the best right. yeah swedish style that's why I, yes. I, I was hoping you were going to say that that was really big i swam in high school um, you would not know it but that was all the best swimmers <laughs> oh, okay yeah. yeah interesting yeah they're it's crazy it's just plastic it's molded plastic and yes. it goes it gives you like really big lines but yeah they work the best huh. yeah no they are good yeah. interesting wow that's crazy cool. okay can we go on the bike uh yeah sure of course yeah. um tires what? Are you going to switch? Like, have you looked at the tires on this bike? Yes, I, yes, I have. <laughs> what are they? Do you know? No, I don't know what they are, but I know that it's not uh, any, it's not fast tires. I think they're extra durable or something. They're not right. supposed, so you don't get a flat. Yeah. Can, can um, we get you some tires? Yeah. We can like, can get you, you? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. We'd be happy Take to. Take off my bike. Yeah, exactly. Get you the fastest tires. Yeah, we'd be happy okay. to. What kind wow, of tires do you want to I know something faster than okay, what I have we now. for... Oh shoot! Okay, if it, I'm gonna say what I think you should ride. Yeah. Um, okay. And we should look at the the, the width of that rim. To yeah. Say okay. Specifically, but I'm gonna say if we can get them here, um, 
do you, well, I bet they're not tubeless, right? No. Probably not tubeless. No, no, um, they're not. I'm going to say GP5000s. It's probably Continental the best. GP5000s, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, for this place, you could do, I have courses on it. The GP5000s are probably more aerodynamic, which you're going to really like. Of course, it's probably a little less. It's like saves like a watt and a half. I but feel like the 5000s are going to be more durable. Durable. Yeah. I was just going to say durability. Okay. Oh, if you yeah. get a flat. Yeah, it's my no, fault. that's not fun. I know, I'll be No, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> if I pick you a tire, yeah. you get a flat. Um, but yeah, I think we'll try to, we can try to call around and see. There's, yeah. there's got to be that tire. We'll find okay. some fast tires. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, yes, yes, of course. Yeah. There, I'll show you the data later. They're fast. Yeah, okay. yeah, they're yeah. super fast. Uh, and you have on, regular spoked wheels on there, right? Yeah, no disc. No, 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 no it's they're just. They're like 40s. Mm, yeah. Yeah, they're, so they, yeah, they're deep. The yeah, they're they're deep, but they're or okay. I should say relatively deep. They're not like shallow box sections, but but yeah, they'll yeah. be great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those That's are awesome. actually uh, for I would I would not go any deeper than that. Yeah, going down Javi. Uh, mm. I don't know if you've done that, but we recommend probably not being the aero bars. Yeah, because it will come out and will just push you. It's really crazy. Hard. Have yeah, you ridden the course? Okay. Yet? Yeah, I did it today. Oh, okay. actually, yeah. uh, so it's not. It wasn't so bad, but nice actually. But I didn't have aero bars today either, so I didn't. I didn't yeah. try that. Yeah. Um, for let's talk nutrition on the course, or I should say, even before the course, let's talk about race morning. What do you plan to eat race morning? The same breakfast you'd usually have, or something special? No, the same as I had today. I think yogurt and some cereals. Do you know probably with some sports drink on the side? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. cereal yeah. do you do? Do you eat? you do what's your here do some it's similar to cheerios not exactly but some made from oats okay Um, what about the the night before what do you eat normal dinner with extra carbs yeah and i I don't know actually actually i'm pretty careful with my diet the days leading up to the race mostly that i don't eat a lot of fibers like no vegetables uh, very little fruit uh, no, like no dark bread uh, and so on. So, yeah. yeah. So like pasta tonight with some fish or potatoes and fish. I mean, not tonight, uh, Friday night. Yeah, probably pasta with, yeah, pasta with tomato sauce. Yeah, possibly some protein. But at that point, I really think that it is the carbs that is the most yeah. important yeah. part. What about just before the swim? Do you take in any sort of gel or anything else like that just before you start? Uh, yeah, I mean, usually I drink sports drink during the whole morning just to keep us hydrated and uh, keep my sodium level uh, good. Uh, and then I usually take one gel, like a pretty, yeah. What kind of yeah. gel do you like? Um, we have a Swedish brand that I oh. use most of the time. Oh, cool. It's called Umara. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're super nice gels. We'll find that and link to that because this will have a forum episode mm-hmm. uh, or a forum uh, topic, forgive me. So you'll be able to go into forum.trainerroad.com and look up Frida's name and you'll be able to find this one. That's F-R-I-D-A. And okay. you'll be able to find this episode. So we'll make sure that we find a link to that so then people yeah. can see that. Uh, we'll also have a picture of your you know, of your borrowed setup and everything else like yeah. that. That'll be cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about when you go into transition and get onto the bike? What do you do for nutrition on the bike? So, yeah, during the two Ironmans I have done so far, I have, so I have a bottle on the front, like between the aero bars, uh-huh. and in there I pour a lot of gels, so like liquids, Got kind it. of, uh, and that's my nutrition. So I drink, <laughs> yeah, I drink from that bottle. Uh, so is it watered race. down gel, or is it just gel? That's it's in just the gels. Just the gel, yeah. you just, you're drinking straight gels. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
That sounds disgusting. Yeah, it is. But it gets you through, right? Yeah, it's, it's efficient. And uh, I don't know. I thought, I, I don't know. I don't get so bored with it, actually. You have other things to worry about. <laughs> I think. All the excitement you to it. Imagine just like putting like goo or SAS in a bottle. <laughs> in a bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cyclists don't, don't yeah. quite understand that. What about on the nutri- or the hydration side of things? Uh, you mentioned the fact that you take in sports drink kind of regularly on the morning of and everything else. What do you have for a sports drink, and do you mix it at a specific concentration? Usually, yes, but I mean, everything is so different here in Kona, actually, because it's so warm. So you will be, I'll be drinking twice as much as I usually do. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, usually I have pretty... Sp- pretty strong sports drink but here i'll actually keep it a lot more diluted and also of course take a lot of sports drink along the course Mm. Uh, and yeah since you're going to drink a lot i think it's good that it's more diluted that's a great tip because i think a lot of people get into a hot conditions they drink the same uh concentration but like you said they drink Mm -hmm. twice as much yeah Yeah. and then your stomach gets upset and you Mm. think it's the heat but it's really just because you drank so much more than you used to of uh, right probably glucose yeah yeah, yeah, that's yeah. smart. Is there anything else that you eat or drink on the bike? Or, or I should say, like, do you know how much you're going to drink on the bike course this weekend? Not really, but I'll try to drink almost one liter per hour. Uh, and I'll also eat salt tablets, actually. Okay. Um I mean, if you're going to be really like pro about it, you should do like a test, how much you sweat, how much salt you lose. But yeah. I haven't done that. But <laughs> I still uh, have a feeling that I will need more salt. So well, I'll eat salt tablets. I think anyone can do like trial and error because if you're not getting the performance, like we talked about Andy, um, if you're not having cramps or mm. like poor performance, then you would just normally, yeah. I mean, everyone's performance is going to go down as you're working out. I think you're probably doing right. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's clever. Uh, on the run, does your nutrition change? Yeah, I'll keep eating my gels, but a lot less. I mean, on the bike, I try to keep about 90 grams of 90, 90 to 100 grams of carbohydrates per hour. And on the run, it's going to be maybe 60 or so. Hmm. So a lot less. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I'll bring some gels on my own, but mostly I'll take what they have on the course. So. That's so you're doing. You said on the bike, 90 to 100 grams of carbs per hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your weight, you are. Oh, let's go over. We didn't go over stats. Yeah, we didn't. The yeah. basics. Your height, yeah. your weight, because mm-hmm. yeah. some people are listening to this are probably like 230 pound guys and like, oh, that's a lot of, right. lot of carbs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not a 230 pound guy. So how much do no. you weigh, and and what's your height? Um. Yeah. One one seventy. Uh-huh. So five five seven. I think. Is yeah. Five, five five five. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it 5'7"? It yeah. might be 5'7". I, yeah. I thought it was 5'5". Five, five. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, Two inches. Yeah, yeah. Five, I seven weigh is. about 60 kilos. 60 kilos. So for those, that's about 130 pounds uh, is roughly where it's at. And then what's your FTP? Uh, 250, approximately. And that puts yeah. you at 4.17 watts per kilo. So you can have climb Chad and I right now. <laughs> I say right now, there's always hope, Chad. <laughs> so that gives you an idea. You're taking in quite a lot of, of when you're talking about carbs of, of yeah. uh, grams of carbs, forgive yeah. me, and, and everything else that you're taking in. It's a lot. And yeah, yeah. well, depends who you ask. Uh, <laughs> but when true. you're going 60 grams per hour on the run, uh, can you, is that like, 
are you, is that what you feel best at? Like, have you tried less or more? Uh, how did you come to that point of 60 grams per carbs? Mm, I read a lot about what I was uh, like, the research says about how much you need, uh, but then also a little bit trial and error. I mean, if I can eat more, I will, but I think I'll probably end up with less <laughs> because right. you usually, you don't feel good at the end of the race. That's just how yeah. it is. Especially yeah. the heat. I feel like I yes. eat less when I'm uh, exercising <coughs> the heat. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. What's your plan to manage heat on the run? Are you going to be grabbing sponges from aid stations, pouring water? Do you have any other plans on how to stay cool? Or yeah, I hope, cool? they, I hope they have a lot of ice. <laughs> like you put ice uh, inside your tri-suit, uh, in your cap. Uh, wherever you can hold it in your hands <laughs> uh, yeah sponges as well like yeah. I've heard they have nice cool sponges here I've never had that on another race but sounds like it will be well needed oh so. it would be so nice to have yeah. oh because it's yeah it's so hot <laughs> and then just keep the pace down I mean I've noticed the pulse here goes up way more than it does at home so it's just to you can't think that you're going to keep the same pace as in a cooler race do you have a pacing strategy planned for the run? Like, are you looking to run at a certain, you know, minutes per kilometer, something like that? Or are you just going off of feel and gauging that way? Mostly feel, actually, because you, you yeah, I feel I, I really have no idea where it will end up. Mm -hmm. But I think I'll, yeah, start around uh, 5.15, maybe, perhaps uh -huh. a little bit faster. Uh, and then uh, try to keep that. And I mean, it will go down eventually. Right. <laughs> eventually it will, right? Yeah. And what about on the bike? Uh, let's just assume that your bike shows up because that's what we all want. It's going to show up, oh, right? it can still show up, right? It's, it's still But could. the airline can't find it, which means no, you get a yes. brand new bike. Like, <laughs> but let's just assume. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's just assume. Yeah. What would you do in terms of, what would your plan be in terms of power for pacing? Uh, keeping in mind, obviously, and for those that are listening, once again, we're talking about an athlete that weighs about 60 kilograms. So how would you pace, ideally, the bike split? So I don't use power meter at all when I ride outside. I only go on feel. Interesting. So before my first Ironman, somebody told me to... The only thing I needed to think about was to keep the burning feeling away from your legs when you bike. <laughs> and that's kind of what I do. That's right. my strategy. And uh, I've ridden enough now to, I think I know what my legs can do pretty well. So Yeah. I have a theory. It's probably, everyone probably knows this. But I have a theory <laughs> that the majority of Ironman athletes, especially lower, like the slower non-Kona qualifiers, pace, pick a number on the bike that's way too hard for them yes. and stick to it. I did that. Blow themselves up. Yep. Like, yeah. And every, pretty much every triathlon I've ever done. And then just um, walk the run. Exactly, right? It's a long, there's a marathon afterwards. And all the, every single Kona qualifier we talk to always talks pretty much about like not going super hard on the mm -hmm. bike. Like it, there's a run, especially if you're doing a 338 run. Yeah. I've, sp fast. I've spoken to so many athletes that have qualified for Kona with outrageous times, some of them amazingly fast over the past two weeks now or over the past week. And all of them, whenever we talk about what they actually held in terms of power, it's always, to me, it's always like, wow, that's way lower than I thought it would to get such a fast time. Because that's, I think the key is, like you said, trying to ride that wave of being in the right spot in terms of how you're feeling. 
you could also do that with power as well. Sure. But the point is if you're consistently riding at that pace and you maintain that rather than going way over and then suffering, it's just going to be way faster. Not to mention the run is going to go better yeah. too. You know, don't burn the legs. What about when you do like a short, like a sprint or an Olympic distance triathlon? Do you do mm. those? Not so much, actually. No. I'm more on the long distance okay, kind. Yeah. Long course, <laughs> never mind. <then. laughs> um, and even then, I mean, I don't have a power meter at least. So I, right. yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah. Well, awesome. Um, I have one more question. Yeah, please, Chad, go ahead. Okay, so you train up to 20 hours a week. How many hours a week do you work? 40. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then how many hours a night do you sleep? Is your sleep schedule, schedule pretty regular? <laughs> yeah, I think seven maybe okay. per night yeah. try to sounds pretty balanced mm -hmm. that's impressive uh frida you're an, a seriously impressive athlete uh this is going to be fun what we'll do is we'll put down frida's information i think that we can throw in a link into the forum too so that you could basically like click on her profile for this race and follow Watch her because mm -hmm. um, it'd be yeah. really cool if people that were listening to this because we'll have tens of thousands of people listening to this and then they could follow no Frida. <laughs> yeah. um, so it'd be cool uh, because you'll have people cheering for you from all over the world uh, yeah. it's exciting stuff uh, good support right uh, so <clears throat> with that uh, Frida is there anybody that supports you that you would want to thank right now whether it's you know Leo uh, or anybody else companies anything like that um, I mean, so actually, I would say like to say hi to Mikke because it's because of him that I'm here with you guys because he really loves Trainer Road. Sweet, like, he <laughs> listens to your podcast all the time, and hi, uh, <laughs> I think uh, he's as happy as I am that I am here. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's good to have support in your life like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, true. that's awesome. Well, thank you, Frida. We're going to go uh, take some pictures of the borrowed bike uh, because it's going to be, I think that thing's going to become like a hero. It's like a crowd favorite bike, right? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we'll take some pictures of that and then we'll get this sorted and people will be able to listen to this. Check it out on the forum, forum.trainerroad.com yeah. and cheer for Frida. Good thank luck. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Frida. <laughs>